Scott and Paul Show, episode 26. Finn Balor drops the title. The house show. That's fucking old school. Friday the 13th Kickstarter starting up. And um, I don't know what else is going on, but hey, Scott's here. And wait, no Dan? Well, hey, that's old school. Show episode 26. Scott, guess what? What? SNK is old school, but they're new school, but they're still old school, and the future is now. What? I'm confused. What? What's going on? Well, the future is now. <laughs> but it still looks exactly the same. How is it but, a new logo if it's the same? So is it? So the past is now. Then is this like a Spaceballs video rewind moment when, happening right now? When is now? Now? Well, now is now. Then just now. When will then be now? When my's bouncing breasticles. <laughs> Uh, well, SNK is, um, well, the Japanese company, SNK Playmore, has renewed its focusing on, uh, gaming. So they used to be the, uh, Pashi slot was, I don't know how long they decided to, to focus on, on gambling, somewhat gambling. It, it's fucking gambling. Um, and now they're going back to uh, gaming, I guess, for some reason. Um, and so they put out a brand new logo and a new slogan. The slogan is, the future is now, which isn't kind of, I guess they're big fans of NXT. And uh, the fucking logo looks exactly like the old logo. They just put like a line under it and put the future is now. Um, they put out a, like a two paragraph logo, but the last one was like, this change marks a return to SNK's rich gaming history, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the new logo and slogan chosen for this return turning point signifies both a return to the origins of SNK and a revival of a pioneer spirit. To always offer longtime fans of SNK as well as newcomers entertainment of even higher quality moving forward. So, Scott, does this mean that we get to, to pay like 
three hundred dollars for cartridge games again, just like the old days. The problem is that the <laughs> AES is still like a seven or eight hundred dollar machine, and the cartridges are still three hundred dollars. So I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> are they only going to make fighting games? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't care to see a new Metal Slug. It's it's hard as fuck, but. Uh... Well, speaking of fighter games, you got a King of Fighters 15 coming out. Yeah, King of Fighters is good. Um, Atlas and SNK play more. I don't know if this was before they decided to actually announce that they're just SNK now. Uh, it's going to be coming out August 23rd, and they actually got one up on your fucking Street Fighter. There's 50 fighters fighters in this game. They will actually all be available at launch. And um, apparently there's like a quote-unquote robust story mode, which basically that's anything compared to what the fuck you got when you played Street Fighter V. Right. Um, 31 will be returning from previous entries in the King of Fighters series and 19 brand new characters. Um. I wonder if they have bouncing boo physics like you were talking about. Um, I hope so. <laughs> but according to this, it's uh, PlayStation 4. Of course, I got this from... Um, this is from uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. I don't know if this is exclusive or not. That would suck. Yeah, well, I mean... Hold on, let me check real quick. Keep talking. All right. So SNK. See, the big thing about SNK is they used to be branched out as far as genre. Like you had, I mean, I guess it was all about beating people down usually, but you had uh, Ikari Warriors, uh, POW, Athena. They had a lot of good games. Um, one of the biggest memories I have about gaming was walking into the food land in Middleport and they had a Fatal Fury cabinet. It's exclusive PlayStation 4. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But it was a the cabinet. You know, you walk in, you had Fatal Fury, and then you had these big, huge sprites that dwarfed what was in Street Fighter. And I, I was hooked. So, And then it was funny because I picked the went over to the cabinet and started putting inputs in like I was playing Street Fighter, and it just started working. So, But, I mean, the games are solid. They're very, very good. Um, clear back then. I've played more of the older SNK stuff than I have the newer stuff. Um, the last new game I played from SNK close to release was probably on PlayStation 2. According uh, to Wikipedia, the game is designed to play like the King of Fighters 13, but just during max mode where players can use EX moves and three levels of supers can cancel out the order of hierarchy. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, also, this is right. weird. The release date for North America is August 23rd, but Japan is August 25th. So um, the uh, wow. Nigens get it quicker. Um, Fatal Fury Battle Archive Volume 2 was the last new SNK game I played or bought. Hmm. That was on PlayStation 2. Sorry. Uh, as far as the storyline, uh, there's a robust discord into their like little press release here there's a robust single player storyline where several years have passed since the previous king of fighters tournament 
Now a worldwide business, the global king of fighters will decide who is the strongest as both individuals and companies with their own ambitions have come to compete. Players compete against CPU-controlled opponents to unlock the storyline. Again, there's more to that than your fucking Street Fighter. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't take much to beat out Street Fighter. I, you know, as big a Street Fighter fan as I am, I still haven't bought that. And I might just, it, you know, it's going to be discounted when I do. So. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look that great. But. How does it play? <laughs> yeah. If it's an SNK game, I got a pretty good idea. Yeah. But oh, I, I bet. I bet the last game I bought was Capcom versus SNK for GameCube. But it is SNK nice to see Cube. someone going back to their roots. Yeah. Well, I mean, they know what they're good at. So, Samurai <laughs> Showdown. Forgot about that. Samurai Showdown. That was a game I was thinking about. Yes. That game was amazing. Yes, that's that's the game I want you to review if you actually have that. So, I do not actually have that, and I would need to play it for a no. while Okay, to review that one. It's been, God, I bet it's been 20 years since I played a Samurai Showdown. Okay, well, then do the other game I was talking about. Anyway, Friday the 13th was a game that we were covering for Kickstarter for a while, and during PAX East 2016, they released uh, two new videos. Uh, the first video, they briefly teased its stealth mechanics in revealing the Higgins Haven uh, playable map. And the uh, second video revealed the game's uh, map made famous by Friday 13th Part 3. So, um, they... In the press release, they noted that the Higgins Haven was originally a Kickstarter stretch goal that was not met because they said that you people fucking suck and we wanted more money. But we decided that we will give it to you anyway for free because uh, whatever. Um, the game will be released for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC if they can get everything working right. Actually, we kind of added in that extra little bit there at the end. But, Scott, you took a look at the videos. What do you think? Well, it looked pretty good for some scripted animation. I mean, they said it was in an alpha build in-engine, which is cool, you know, that you're showing the in-engine capabilities. But as far as actual gameplay, you're not seeing anything. You're getting an idea of what they're anticipating you're going to do, uh, like kind of an alien isolation vibe. Um, but I mean, we don't know. Yeah. We just have pretty cool looking animations, which there's people on YouTube doing that shit for free all the time. So yeah. I don't know. Looks good. Yeah. It looks, it looks intriguing. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I wonder if it's kind of a physical release. I would love to have another Friday the 13th on my shelf. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 news, uh, CG project red. Um, they were talking about it and during an interview and really no update other than the fact that uh, again it will be done when it's done uh, yeah. the the devs are um, 
They're overhauling the dev tools before the official work begins, really. Uh, one of the, the visual effects artists, one of them, I'm not even going to try to say his name. I have that much respect for the man. <laughs> the most important thing that's happening at the moment is that the programmers are taking the feedback we gave them from working on The Witcher. As cliche as it sounds, it, it was a big learning experience. Uh, the programmers are updating our software quite drastically, and this includes a brand new visual effects editor, he said. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 looks like it's going to be... At least it's not in the past. So it, it's a future game. Get to see what uh, CD Projekt Red can actually do outside of... Well, with their own property. So... This like, game is... What I'm seeing... First off, CD Projekt Red make very good games. And so that's important. But the whole cyberpunk thing... That was that was a genre that was huge when me and you were growing up. Yeah, like novels, uh, animation, comics, yeah, figures, board games. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that coming back um, in some form. Uh, I'm looking at the picture here of the the cybernetic lady with her panties and tight tube top and blood all over. I can't wait to see the backlash on that. So as you watch. Anyways, the- have you watched the video yet? No. A little teaser video. So I'm uh definitely uh Yeah, see this is definitely hitting all the um nostalgic heartstrings. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's like every anime cartoon well uh, anime that we've watched growing up. Yeah. It, it's hitting all of them. So it's definitely interesting. Yeah, the, I mean, see, when when I was like thirteen, this is this is what I thought the future is. This is what I thought twenty sixteen was going to be like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, we were lied to. Yeah, we all thought it was going to be like the cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, we were have like implants so cool. and powers and. Yeah, it's a very stylistic, uh, interesting trailer. I mean. We've done, we've had a lot of these slow mo. Yeah, I mean well, that it's overdone. But I'm saying that she's uh seems to be shrugging the bullets off without any sort of issue. She's slaughtered a bunch of people, which is always fun. Or did she cyborg in your panties? Yeah. Got some Blade Runner looking police yeah, car. It's, yeah, it's very Blade Runner-ish. But I know a teaser is a teaser. Yeah, that's all we're getting. So yeah, I'm definitely buying it. Let's fuck it. It's bought. Man, that's really Blade Runner. Even the stripes on that thing is yeah, straight out of Blade Runner. Very close. Well, the good news is, by time this comes out, you'll have your new PC bought and built, so you'll be good to go. I'll probably jack directly into my PC by the time this comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. Should that have happened already? Yeah, Outlast 2 is scheduled to drop in the fall of 2016 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Is it bad that when you say scheduled to drop, I think of Swinging Dicks? <laughs> okay. the first Outlast? Well, is that a drop there? Whichever one. It's fucking horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh my god, there's two huge dangerous men with Swinging Dicks and Knives. Uh, 
Although that's a game I want to play with Oculus Rift or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, it same graphics from the first game. So yeah. if, you, if you like the first one, you're, you're like this one. Yeah, first game was. Um, I just finished Alien Isolation when I grabbed um, Outlast, and. I remember talking to you about it, just bullshitting and thinking, man, this game, you know, this is a short game. It's a game that didn't have the development budget, but in some ways it was better and in others it was inferior, but like being able to climb over obstacles and stuff like you can in Outlast versus Alien Isolation, you have to go around everything. Um, That was a huge... Yeah, I'm like, really? With Why all the great you... stuff they did, you can't climb over a fucking box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone had a great thing on, uh, it was Reddit. It's like, <laughs> they had a picture of a guy like in front of a box. It's like, in real life, I could overcome this obstacle. It was like, yeah. Just, yeah. This is, I mean, this was the point of fucking next gen, I yeah. thought. Get past some of these limits. Yeah, open yeah. world. I can fucking climb over this box. Yeah, I think it was um, what game was uh, Angry Joe playing? I think it was um, Quantum Break, and he's like, "What the fuck? Why can't I not climb this damn van? I can climb this van with ex- exactly the same fucking height as this van, yet I can't climb it. Seriously, what the well, fuck? It's like, no, it's like games where you have like telekinetic powers and like." Just, just for just for argument's sake, say you're playing a Star Wars game, yeah. and there's a fucking speeder in front of you. I can take the force and fucking do a force wave and blow a fucking ad ad over. Yeah. But that fucking land speeder that's just there for decoration, that motherfucker ain't moving. Yeah, this is what next gen should have done. I would gladly take exactly the same level of graphics that we had last gen and fucking make the physics. Way better. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Whatever. All right. That's why I'm not excited about things like the new PlayStation 4.5. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'll fix it. Don't worry. Because it's, it's for fucking better resolution. That's what they're wanting. Better resolution, better frame rates. That's it. It's all but, about the visual fucking aspect. We're not going to segregate our audience. Don't worry about that. Uh, spot. Anything to do with fucking getting past goddamn boxes, stopping the fucking Incredible Hulk from walking forward. Yeah. Well, well hey, nobody bought 3D TV, so we want everybody to buy our Vizio H, uh, Ultra. 4K Ultra fucking yeah. curved organic LED. Yeah. Yeah. Now, come on, Dan. Give us some extra money. You didn't buy a PlayStation 4 yet, so no. now we need to sweeten the deal. Yeah, attach that fucking 4K monitor to my sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrie <laughs> Fisher, Slade yeah. Lance, sex yeah. robot. Well, well, um, we'll work on it as soon as they send us my my. Fucking- <laughs> we get the license for it. We got yeah. this. Well, I'm still waiting on my fucking Rift to get here. So, just, no. <laughs> lucky sends my shit. Yeah, it might get here. All right, Scott. It's time for the Retro Game of the Week.
Fighters 99 Dream Match for the Sega Dreamcast. Um, thing about King of Fighters is this is a game that where you turn it on. First off, let's just back up just one step. The hand-drawn animations, as always, are fabulous. The character designs are really awesome. Um, soundtrack's pretty good. Uh, the fighting system's pretty good. Anybody that's remotely familiar with SNK fighting games knows you have a very good fighting team of programmers, developers. They've always done a very good job. Um, so there's that. Um, but the thing about playing King of Fighters versus a game like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat is King of Fighters on fucking default difficulty. I don't even know if you could change it on this game, but I know the default fucking difficulty will knock your socks off within a match or two. You're like, what the hell just happened? And it doesn't really feel cheap until you get to the boss. And then it feels like probably the cheapest boss I've ever encountered in a video game ever. But if you're a fan of a game that's going to make you work the actual combat system against the AI, King of Fighters, I think is one of those. Um, But man, that boss, he's bullshit. I don't give a shit Mm -hmm. what they did. He is straight bullshit. Put you in the mind of, uh, what was what was some of the cheap bosses from our youth? Oh, Mortal Kombat. Kentaro was cheap bullshit. Kentaro. Uh, Shao Kahn was cheap bullshit, but he had enough holes that you could overcome it. Um, yeah, he's he makes Kentaro look like a fucking chump. Yeah. Um, Kentaro, I mean, he's beatable because you know this guy he just counters fucking. Goro was cheap as fuck. Yeah, that stomp was bullshit. Like the hitbox was. 10 feet in front of Goro's. It's like he had this invisible dick yeah. to smash you with. It was 10 feet. He long. was just fucking dirty. He was just bullshit. That um, was just cheap for cheap sake. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, most fighting games bosses are bullshit. You know? it, was, it wasn't like Tekken where, okay, this guy's good. He, he yeah. beat you because he could, he could, he was programmed to be fucking good and then you just fucking suck. Mortal Kombat was flat out fucking cheap. Yeah. And yeah. that was because it was an arcade game. We're going to take your fucking money. Yeah. Now, Street Fighter, I'll give Street Fighter some credit. Street Fighter on the arcade is much different than Street Fighter on Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis um, as far as the AI. You can ramp the AI up on the Super Nintendo cartridges to level seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. But your default level, because it was going to steal your quarters, I don't know what it was set to on the arcades, but it was much harder on the default than what the Super Nintendo versions were. Still, to me, those the, easier than the SNK games. I always had a lot more trouble with them. So, But yeah, King of Fighters 99 Dream Match, you can find it for Sega Dreamcast, complete for less than $20 shipped, and between 15 and 18 bucks. So, highly recommend. Um, there's King of Fighters 99 Millennium Battle or something like that. Uh, and then there's like the one I was talking about, which is Fatal Fury Battle Archives, which has a ton of freaking characters. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of SNK games, and you can pretty much play any of them, and you're going to enjoy them if you like 2D fighters. Yeah, there's always clay fighters if you want a really bad game. Yeah, I played that for about five minutes. Even as a kid, I couldn't. I was like, no. Yeah. And Eternal Champions too, if you got Sega CD. Yeah, that was the most overrated fucking slayer of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I heard that bullshit, and people at school were talking that. It was like, yeah, Eternal Champions. And it was like, 
I played it a couple times when I was a kid, but I only got to play it like five minutes at a time, so I really got to delve into it. Yeah. And then when I started the retro collecting, it was like one of the first games I grabbed. I was like, I have got to try Eternal Champions. And but you have to get to Sega CD. Yeah, yeah, the Sega CD. I haven't played that one. But I put a solid uh, probably two hours into it, and I had turned it off, and I had no interest in picking it up again. It was just fucking overrated tripe. Is it playable? Yeah. Yeah, but it, you get I mean, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it when I've got Mortal Kombat 2 or Street Fighter 2 or Killer Instinct or something like that. Bad Arena until Shinden. I remember that was like fucking awesome as hell. When but, it came out, but it's yeah, so it came out, but damn, that game's slow as fuck. Yeah. Then yeah. Tekken came out, and when I played that, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking kills Bad Arena until Shinden. Yeah. I mean, you know, for you, and then Virtual Fighter, which is Virtual Fighter, was, yeah, I remember that was like awesome as hell. And Virtual like, Fighter too. Was still, faster. Tekken was so fucking awesome when that first came out. I was like, my god, Tekken was revolutionary. Like Street Fighter was revolutionary. <sighs> but you know what's not awesome? What's not awesome? David fucking Goyer's Krypton. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, well, Sci-Fi decided to go with it, and they're finalizing a deal for a fucking pilot. Oh dear. Well, in case you do not know what that is, this is the plot. Set two generations before the destruction of the legendary Man of Steel's home planet, it follows Superman's grandfather, whose house of L is ostracized and shamed, as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. Without powers. Yeah, without powers. Just his mind. Don't give a fuck. Show me um, a six-episode or 12-episode miniseries of Jor-El and the end of Krypton. Maybe we can discuss it. Other than that, no. They better have some damn good fucking writing. Well, it's David Goyer uh, and Damian Kindler, the dude from Sleepy Hollow. All right, he's the uh, executive producer and showrunner, while Peaky Blenders, Helmer, is the Helmer, and Colin McCarthy has been set to direct the pilot. Uh, Goyer and Kindler are doing rewrites of the original pilot teleplay by Goyer and Ian Goldberg. Yeah. It's fucked. It's fucked. I mean, I'll give it a shot because it's fucking Krypton. It's in, it's involving it's involving Superman, DC, and all that. But it's I just don't have any hopes. Maybe have you any have high expectations. At, you have to look at it the same way that the guy that um the the famous Paul from the Ugly Couch Show does. And if you look at it uh, from an Elseworld story, it's fine. Well, I mean, fuck, I watched 10 seasons of Smallville. <laughs> I can give it a shot. Smallville so, was fine, except for... I mean, they, the, they had a target that, audience, and that was a teen drama. Other than With just enough nerds the college years, it was fine. It's like Saved by the Bell. If you ignore the fucking college years, it's fine. <laughs> that, that whole season where that fucker from... Uh, uh, what's the other fucking CW show? Supernatural. Yeah, that that fucker. What was his name on the show? On Smallville. 
It was something fucking douchey, like you know, like some Abercrombie guy, be like Tegan or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, what the fuck? When when he was on there, that show was fucking horrendous. Was it Jason, maybe something like that. And then Lana was like possessed by some Chinese ghost spirit, whatever. Yeah, the fuck. I almost checked out in that season. And, oh my god! Yeah, and I couldn't watch fucking Supernatural the first few years it was on because um, this is the fucker that ruined Smallville. <laughs> The guy that played Dean, what the fuck is his name? I love the guy now. Um, yeah, but he was. I, I, they wrote him to be a douche, so I guess he was. He's great at being a douche. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I couldn't fucking stand him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but I didn't watch. I didn't. I season four or five was already on before I started Supernatural. And the guys at work that have a lot of the same taste I do, we they kept telling me, "Dude, it's good. It's good." And even he had skipped the first two seasons of supernatural. And then he watched a couple episodes, but what brought me over was, I was like, all right, the next time I catch it on, I'll give it a shot. And Smallville went off and they had a rerun of an episode. And it was the Neil before Todd episode <laughs> where the little kid got his wish to be like powers, like Superman. Yeah. And he was stomping around beating all his bullies up. And he would say, Neil before Todd, and he was like seven. And then he knocks the shit out of Dean. And I was like, this is pretty funny. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And then one of my buddies said he had the Blu-ray set. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll watch season one. And I freaking, me and my wife sat down and watched like the first four seasons or three seasons in just like a week or two. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it might have been three weeks. We spent a lot of weekends and evenings glued to the television. So um, Jensen Ackles, that's the name of that actor. So, and yeah, he's, he's got a really annoying real life name, Jensen Ackles. Jensen, he's even got a douchebag name. Yeah, but I like I like him. I think he's I think he's great. So, and I like Supernatural. On to the movie news. Robert Downey Jr. has agreed to be in Spider Man Homecoming, and in set, that's good news. The it's bad good. news is. They were trying to get Michael Keaton to play the Vulture, and he has turned the role down. He probably saw a concept art for the fucking suit or something. was like, you guys are fucking terrible. Because I can only imagine what they're going to make that look like. I know it's Marvel, not fucking Sony and like what they did with Electro, but <laughs> I, I can't – or the Rhino at the end of that fucking movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he's thinking. Well, I thought the lizard worked. Well, maybe Michael's thinking, I know what they're going to do. Robert Downey Jr. is getting $100 million every fucking movie. He's going to fucking blow his load on everybody. Fuck this shit. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't doing this. He's going to be the one teabagging fucking Thanos at the end of this whole fucking series. Nope. When it should be Thor, but no, it's going to be fucking Robert Downey Jr. It's going to be Robert Downey Jr. It's in his contract that Thor will not be doing the teabagging. <laughs> should be fucking Thor. I just wish they'd be consistent with Thor. One minute it's like he's from Krypton. <laughs> the next minute it's like he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. It's like what the fuck just happened? Either be super powered that you know, he's a guy that like he fights the Hulk. It's like this motherfucker's is Superman level. And it's like Thor Dark World and in the Avengers movies, it's just like he's kind of a bitch. Yeah, they they depower him. It's like it's random. Like one minute, it's like he's near kryptonite. 
Yeah. If Asgardians were fucking vulnerable to kryptonite. He has his on days and off days. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's too focused. Maybe he's drunk from all the mead. Yeah. And women in Valhalla. Well, maybe Odin's fucking with him. It's just like, well, maybe today I'll crank him to 10. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Thor really is one of the more formidable characters in the Marvel Universe. Well, Thor's, he's a god. Wait, wait, I mean. No, no, he's just an alien. No, yeah, he's just an alien. What he's we call magic, now. they call science. Magic is science. Because oh. we're not going to dare. Well, you call magic, we call, call something a god. god. I'm fucking a god damn it. That's one thing Fox is getting right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not shying away from any of that. It's like they were the first ones to realize, hey, these are movies about people with superpowers. Let's get the fuck over all the bullshit. Yeah. You know, and Thor, that was that was definitely a kind of that nineties poison of we're not comfortable, you know, we have to have a scientific explanation for everything that's remotely plausible to yeah. someone who doesn't know a damn thing about science. And, you know, and it tainted and ruined anything involving powers back then. And now it's like some of that still lingers with Marvel. It's 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 fading fast. The Killing Joke has been rated, and it's fucking rated R. Well, they went for it. it. Kind of has to be. Yeah, and the trailer is out there, so go watch it. And, and if you don't care to spoil it, go find the comic. Yeah, for a twenty-five-year-old fucking comic book. Yep. Um, should be like thirty-five cents on eBay. What? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking crazy. I think Killing Joke's probably like 10 bucks, if I had to guess. Uh, I think it it's more than premium that. format, wasn't it? I think when I bought mine, it was around 15. I have a copy in the closet. I'm not digging it out. Yeah. Um, for two or three years. Hey, Punch. <laughs> That's right. Chips is coming back. Another fucking remake. Chips has been scheduled to hit the big screen in August 2017. Is Eric Estrada going to make a cameo? I hope so. He's the uh, other guy. It will emoji face movie. off against Sony's Emoji Movie. There's an Emoji Movie? Yep. Is it an animated movie? Yep. Is it, and there was or, a bidding war for that, is it like that a script. It's like horror film. If uh, it follows in the wake of some August Force, August Fourth, not Force. Damn it! Uh, We were talking about Star Wars. August Fourth releases, including um, Alien Covenant, Pitch Perfect Three, and Blazing Samurai. Uh, Never even heard of Blazing Samurai. It. Mm -hmm. Has a release date of September eighth, twenty seventeen, and as of right now, there is no competition. Um, Blade Runner will be released sooner than they as previously released. It will now come out October sixth, twenty seventeen. It was originally scheduled for release January twelfth, twenty eighteen. Well, I hope that they don't fuck either one of those up. It and Blade? Yeah. It was excellent. I mean, you can watch the fucking 
original and you're it's it's just good i mean the it's a little weaker and well it's significantly weaker in the adult parts but yeah. it was like the director hit that magic during the youth parts um thankfully he didn't go to the stephen king route and <laughs> the safe for tv yeah the yeah the preteen orgy <laughs> jesus christ I'm gonna fucking skip over that in the book when I realized what was going down. I was like, what is this shit? That's such an over it's such a theme in most of his novels, too. But it makes you uncomfortable. So either he's a closet pedophile or or maybe he got laid when he was young, unlike us. Maybe he got laid when he was young and he hasn't forgotten about it, or he knows it's unnerving to people to read about it. So <sighs> X-23 may be in the Wolverine 3. Comicbook.com reported Tuesday that there has been a casting call for the film. Uh, the casting call for stand-ins that fit the following requirements. Caucasian, Hispanic, and Asian-looking females over the age of 21, as well as heights of 4 foot to 4 foot 11 with dark brown hell, hair. Like for 4 foot? Four, yes, you're short, dude. I know that, but gee, many Christmas. Here's an idea. Let's hire somebody to fucking act. Well, yeah, well. Uh, call, Never worry about how fucking tall or short they are. Uh, photo doubles that fit the description of Caucasian, Hispanic, and Asian-looking females ages 6 through 11. I mean, shit, 6 through 13. And 4 foot 2 to 4 foot 5, also with dark brown hair. Superhero hype. Claiming they've heard X-23 will be introduced into Wolverine 3 as well. I can't believe they think about hiring Caucasian. Yeah, that's shocking, isn't it? That's my shock face. Um, to play for, a, for those unfamiliar, X-23, uh, Laura Kinney, is a character who made her debut in the animated series X-Men Evolution and then went on to enter the comic book canon in 2004. And her backstory, she is the 23rd attempt at a Wolverine clone, thus her name, X-23. She has claws in her feet. So you, um, while we're talking about the, um, the whitewashing here, um, did you see the... They talked to the screenwriter for Doctor Strange about that? No. Yeah. About the uh, the ancient one. It's like, why is she a woman? And she's white. And he's like, basically he said, we're fucked, dude. Number one, she's kind of a race. It was kind of a racist character to begin with when it was created. And two, we have to release this movie in China. So if we make it Tibetan, that's going to piss the Chinese off. Mm, and if yeah. we make it Chinese and it's a Tibetan, you're going to have a billion Chinese saying, what the fuck is this? So what the hell am I supposed to do? So fuck it. Just make it a a, a white woman. <laughs> so, I mean, there's nothing you can do. No, nah. it, it's you a, can make a you can make it a wisecracking streetwise black woman. And so once you you put 
That's a joke. Yeah, one, once you release it in in China, it becomes a political situation. Yeah, I mean that. I was just, yeah, it just listened to that, and I and I it just couldn't help but think about Ghostbusters and just the yeah. ignorant ass looking way they cast that film. If, if I didn't they think- hit every trope ever on that one, and I'm usually the last person to fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the guy that. The anti-gamergate people thinks like strangles Barbie dolls on the weekends to make himself feel better about his inferiority to women. When now, in fact, uh, I think it should just be flat equal. But they were, I forgot it takes where. A lot to convince them. Reading the they article. Yeah, I was reading an article about um the uh, Scarlett Johansson being cast. Or, uh, and they were, yeah, we fucking went off on that shit too. Yeah. And, and they were interviewing, I mean, I like Scarlet, but, but that was a bad casting it. choice. But they were interviewing people in Japan. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know her person. And they were saying, but I don't, I don't like her body of work. And they were saying, uh, the, the, the American fans were pissed off, but the fans of Japan were saying, well, if you wanted the Japanese. Actors to play a role, you should have not went to Hollywood to have the fucking film made. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of was their their choice. Are there good that their actors reaction. that are other races, but they they're looking at that bottom dollar line? And I'm sorry, but statistically. And, yeah, and, people and, go to the movies expecting yeah. to see certain things, and that's yeah. and, I don't know why, but. White woman in a movie, historically, I believe, now I may be inaccurate on this, historically makes more money than other races. And that's the studios can't get away from that because yeah. the bottom line is money. And their whole. But it's aggravating that Ghost in the Shell is going to be a fucking annoying redhead. Yeah. And their other point was, and if you want to look at the deeper meaning to the story, is it's doesn't really make any difference really if she's white or not because the fact that it's just a robot right it yeah. true but still yeah <laughs> so there's there's original vision there's the certain depictions yeah see this is see this is us on you, the other you side see just the ghost it doesn't Johnny matter Storm not being white yeah <laughs> but now we're bitching about another ethnic character not being yeah, it's original look, it's original yeah. intent. Well, I mean, it's the opposite. Yeah. So we're on both sides of the coin. It's yeah. it's it's about what the original look was. Yeah. About one is political, one is one's art. I mean, hell, let's let's look at the fact that in Men in Black, there it was two white dudes in the comic. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Chris Evans, Captain America. You He's a white guy. I can get any more white than that. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. Corn well, fed. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird that Captain America, the guy who was fighting the Nazis, was blonde hair and blue eyed. What's up with that? Anyway, his contract, they're talking about that. And he said, there's no re upping yet. It's so funny thinking about how fast time has moved. We started this thing in 2010, and six years has gone by in the blink of an eye. In the beginning, it was so terrifying, and now you're almost scared. I'm scared to walk away. I'm scared to not have one of these coming. 
for the past six years has always been next year we start on that one. And it's been wonderful, especially because the movies are so good. When you make good movies, who wants to stop that? So I don't know. We'll see. In the comic books, the shield gets passed off. And what do you know? More than anyone else in this process in meeting fans and experiencing these junkets and people who love the character, the character is bigger than you. And whatever the character needs, whatever Marvel needs for that arc, I'm willing to do. So if that is me passing it off, then you pass it off. But if they want me to make more, I'm ready. So, I mean, it was like a few years ago, I remember him like, you know, I kind of want to go and do my own thing. And it was last year. That it was, was last year. It was, was like, last year. It was like last fall. I want to start directing movies. Fuck this shit. Now I'm, I think yeah. I'm done. And now he's like, he sounds like a guy that's not worried about where he's worried about where his next fucking bill's coming from. He's like, oh shit. I'm worried about the one coming up. Dude, you're set. It's like, why the fuck does Robert Downey Jr. get a hundred million fucking dollars in this contract? Because he put some fucking asses in the seats. That's why. He fucking made the Marvel he Universe. Built this house with his performance. Yeah. So this is the house that Tony Stark built. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. Now yeah. I remember the first time I went and saw Iron Man. I was I mean, I was excited to see Iron Man because I'd I, I had seen the trailer and I thought, damn, they really got that suit right. That's that's good. And the CGI, what was that, 2008? You know, it looks better than fucking Independence Day 2 in 2016. But, yeah, I mean, I was semi-excited. I wasn't, I didn't have high expectations walking in because I was like, okay, this is Iron Man. Let's see how they can fuck us up. And holy shit, it was a good movie. They got me when I saw the Comic-Con trailer when they put the Iron Man theme song in there. I was like, oh, shit. They fucking yeah. nailed it. And they told a story about a man first, and the suit was secondary. That was that was the big thing. Even though they fucked up and, and they did they put a flashback in there. Uh, uh, that's why I never give it five stars. Flashback guy. <laughs> yeah. I can handle them in small doses. That's I think it's TV episodes where like there's twenty flashbacks in an episode. So you can <laughs> Lead you by the nose. At the least they didn't the do end. fucking Man of Steel. Uh, I thought the movie, the movie did not need the fucking flashback, but that has nothing to do with Chris Evans' contract. But now it, it seems like, um, yeah, we couldn't make an episode without talking about something Zack Snyder related. He, yeah, he, he Chris doesn't want to go. Fuck Zack Snyder. <laughs> He's he. Chris is like. You, you seriously don't want to fuck kill me off now. WB should fire Zack Snyder. <laughs> here's the th- here's the thing. You know what made Iron Man successful? No, no Zack Snyder fucking, fucking shit up. Suit. It was they made a fucking move a movie where the main character had a fucking dilemma to overcome. <laughs> Superman, Batman versus Superman, Batman. You know there were there's dilemmas. Yeah. But this it's so fucking out there. It's all about what they can do rather like their abilities and things like that and having these, you know, these big grandiose shots and Christ allegories, you know, rather than just making a good human story and then littering it with superhero action. 
and it doesn't take um, Iron Man. Oh, I don't know. Two and a half hours to figure out. Oh shit! Killing people is wrong. <laughs> yeah, because he saw once he saw what was happening that his weapons were you know being used and people were dying and he saw the realities of it. He's like, this is bad. <laughs> he probably knew no, he was doing it entire life, but once he realized, man, he had a moment of clarity. He's like, yeah, he'd been able to I'm distance a fucking himself because right? he was raised in the business. Yeah. Clark was raised to be a good fucking human being and he was fucking struggling with it. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? This guy was raised to sell missiles and firearms and all this stuff. So, yeah, he, I, I, I guess he never seen it really firsthand. And then once it actually happened to him, he was in the moment. And he's like, I'm going through what everybody else goes through. Yeah. This is fucked. Yep. Just like Chris Evans has realized, I'm fucked. I'm gonna be broke if I don't make another movie. <laughs> no, you're not. They're they're gonna they're gonna take my fucking shield. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, there's been some talks about that. I'm sure. He's like, uh, wait a minute. I've been talking to all of these people, and they just told me that you know Captain America dies at the end of the Civil War. Wait, what? My contract's coming up too. I just hope they don't cop out like Batman versus Superman. Jesus, what a cop out. Martha? Martha? I still don't think that was a cop out. I think fucking revealing that he wasn't actually going to stay dead at the end credits was a fucking huge cop out. Well, you're going to get injustice, so. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, this next part could be considered a spoiler. So, you've been warned. You've been warned. All right. Go ahead and warn you the next Warner Brothers superhero film will probably suck. Guardians 2 cameo. Nathan Fillon. What? Is the girl doing a cameo? He'll be playing Simon Williams. Simon Williams is also uh, known as um, Wonder Man. There's been some uh, mock-ups outside the uh, film festival for Simon Williams Fan Festival, uh, film festival, and the mock-ups are movies he's doing, uh, Steve Jobs biopic, but it's actually a Tony Stark biopic, uh, Conan film, etc. So Nathan Fillion Fillion is uh, doing another cameo. Okay. I think they pick that guy for Green Green Lantern. Because they're idiots. Yeah. Goosebumps is getting a sequel. Sony is moving forward, forward on a sequel for this 2015 film. And it's actually bringing back to director Rob Letterman and writer Darren Liebich. Liebich. Uh, uh, Deborah Forte and Neil H. Mortz is returning as producers. Uh, Goosebumps had a budget of $58 million and went on to make $157 million worldwide. And they are trying to get Jack back, Jack Black back. I thought it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. 
I did. I, I didn't think I would, but I I did quite enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it actually it was first set up at Fox in 1998 before it jumped to Sony. That took him almost 10 years to get that fucking movie made. Hmm. Um, Still not as bad as Superman. I thought what? Lion Gates has partnered up with Steam to distribute their films. There's going to be over 100 films from Lion Gates available on Steam with more coming soon. I don't want fucking movies on my Steam account. Yeah, if it sits in a little tab, I don't have to look at it. I have two movie services now. I think I'll be all right. Disney officially pulls Inhumans from the lineup. Marvel has made a lot of additions to its calendar. Uh, Spider-Man in July 7, 2017. Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6, 2018. Uh, in an interview with Collider, Kevin Feige pointed out the fact that Disney Lucasfilm's next Indiana Jones will actually be scheduled for the week following what would have been the Inhumans on July 19, 2018, 2019, something like that. Yeah. Uh, there is a script right now for Inhumans written by Black Panther and American Crime Story writer Joe Robert Cole. So it's they are going to do an Inhumans film just when it's actually going to show up. But this is not bad news. This is actually good news. They're just going to take their time and put all their energy on it when it's the right time. There's a lot of shit on their plate. They're not going to fuck it up because this is their next um, X-Men franchise. They're, they're not going to fuck it up. Unlike Avatar, which is going to be fucked up because they're shooting two, three, four, and five all at once. I, wow. That's uh, two, three, four, five. That's insane to try to film that many movies at once. Well, I mean, they they did do um, the Hobbit in um, Lord of the Rings that way, but not four fucking films at once. No, I mean, guess it saves money, right? When is the first a- Avatar due out? Uh, Christmas two thousand eighteen, with the following Ooh, sequels Christmas. expected to arrive in twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty two, and twenty twenty three. I don't know. That's just kind of crazy. Do you actually think they can get all the fucking special effects done by then? I guess they've been working on it long enough to get the effects done, so he knows what he wants. They've been working on this thing for, what, three years now or so? I fucking hated the first film anyway. Scott, you took a look at the last two... um, trailers for X-Men Apocalypse and Resurgence Independence Day. So, what's your take on those? Hold on. All right, I'm ready. I was uh, trying to get Alien Day. Alien shit. Yeah, Twitter Twitter quizzes. All right, so anyways, happy Alien Day. Oh, shit, it's belated. Damn it, it's 12.08. Well, 426 is Alien Day now. Anyways, um independence day way too much going on way too much 
just fucking CGI explosions. I mean, I know the first one was a special effects spectacle, but I like the first movie quite a bit, actually. And uh, this just, I just don't think this is going to stick anywhere near close to the original. I think it's going to be shit. So, do you you think they're going to save the world with a virus in the iMac again? Or MacBook? Isn't that how they, they saved the world last time? Yeah, because the aliens use binary coding or something. Um, I don't know. They'll have, I mean, it'll be some some sort of special device, but who knows what it'll be. I think it's crazy they killed off Will Smith's character. <laughs> I, I think, mean, I think he found out about it on uh, like Twitter or something like that. He's like, really? That's how they killed me off? <laughs> That's I mean, did he even talk like. to them about making a second movie? Um, you would think they would have talked to him, considering how big he is. He's a big name still. I don't think he wanted to do it. Yeah, but, but I then, mean, if it's a big hit and they can woo him back, they can always just be like, "Well, there was a reason for it." Yeah, yeah, they can. Well, him. I don't think he. I think he decided that he wasn't going to do it, and they decided, "Well, they're gonna, we're going to kill him off." And he's like, "So they just killed me off? Oh, what the fuck?" And that was what I thought was one of his more likable movie roles. So, because Will Smith, for me, is, is I like Will Smith a lot, but his his roles can be very cold or hot to me. It's not like <laughs> The Rock. I mean, I I don't fucking care what movie he's in. I enjoy him. I think he's awesome because he's the fucking Rock. Yeah, but you know, Will Smith. Ah, uh, fuck! You know, he's cloning us. About him, but yeah, he's back and forth for me. I liked him in um, like Hitch. I liked him in uh, what was the movie where he was the superhero? Hancock. I liked him in Hancock and Independence Day. I didn't like him in Wild Wild West, or I think it was the name of it. Um, Yeah, Ali. I thought he did okay, but I mean, it was a a slow paced film. Maybe it was more of that. So I, I guess I'm gonna lean I lean more towards the hot side as far as liking what he does, but I could live without him too. Well he got him suicide squad. I liked him in I am legend. I thought he was really good in it. What about Apocalypse? Apocalypse. The final trailer for X Men. Oh, I thought you were talking about a Will Smith movie. I was like, nah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um yeah, X Men Apocalypse. Oh man, that movie I that movie looks really good. Yeah, that movie looks. That movie has one of those trailers. You're just like, I've got to go see that. So did Wolverine. A lesson I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Had a great game trailer too. Yeah, yeah. And then you've seen all it has to offer yeah. by the second level. X Men Apocalypse will come out May 27th. So that's um, bad the- timing. You're going to get killed. Because right now it's looking like um, Civil War is going to make around $280 million around its opening. Yeah. X-Men will make money. But Civil War will hurt it. Um, they need to move that. <laughs> yeah, they probably should have. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse, like they have the classic look Storm and classic look Psylocke, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I'm guessing this movie set in the 80s since the last yeah, one set in the 80s. 70s. The Nightcrawler really freaking looks dated forward. So I, he looks like uh, 
just your average. I mean, I'm just waiting for him to put a derby hat on. Well, not a derby hat, but a uh, fedora. <laughs> Where's your fedora at, dude? You know, um, I just I don't know. I just don't like the look of Nightcrawler. But who knows? Maybe the guy pulls off the uh, the role because I didn't. You know, really, as far as the face and tattoos and stuff, I didn't care for the look of the one in um, X Men Two. But man, oh, it's freaking yeah. awesome! So I, I have no idea why they didn't include him in the next movie or any other ones. Uh, maybe didn't want to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know. So, um, but yeah, like the effects as far as they go, they look pretty pretty good. Uh, Independence Day looked way too cartoony. It kind of reminded me of like 2012. Was that the name of the movie with John Cusack? 2012 disaster. Are you movie. talking about the end, the end of days or something? Not uh, end of days, but um, in the tomorrow or some bullshit like that. No, I thought it was 2012 was just the name of it. I'm pretty sure 2012 or some bullshit. Because it was the Mayan calendar into the yeah. world date. 2012. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, because we're running out of time. Um. That you did mention Alien, Newt's coming back. That's confirmed today. Cool. cool. Neil Blokamp, Blokamp, whatever the fuck his name is, he posted Blumpkin. on his Instagram a um, concept art for Newt. Neil Blumpkin. Blumpkin, whatever the fuck yeah. his name is. So there you go. Um, on to wrestling news. Uh, Finn Balor dropped the belt to Samoa Joe at a house show. House show. God. I need some some Gatorade. Uh, Balor dropped the belt to Small Joe at an NXT house show event in Lowell, Massachusetts. So that's a very old school thing to do. Yeah. So, uh, which a lot of fans have been talking about, this is what fucking WWE should do. Just drop your fucking belt at house shows to make it more interesting because when you go to a house show... It's the same fucking bullshit over and over again. Nothing interesting ever fucking happens. And NXT is already the fucking hot show to go to. And now, guess what? There's a possibility that you can fucking see a title change happen. And they fucking did it. So there you go. It's pretty so now it's even going to make it an even hotter show to go see. And this is a very old school thing to do. And who's in charge? Fucking... Triple H, and what have Scott and I been saying what NXT is, the, their weekly show? It's fucking WCW Saturday night. So maybe Hunter's doing the fucking same thing we're doing. He's watching WCW every fucking week. It's crazy, man. China died. Oh, yeah, China did die this crazy. week. crazy. I mean, I, you know, it's a shame, but she had a lot of trouble. That's uh, four... Well, three wrestlers in four months from the 90s that have died due to possible drugs. That's uh, Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney in China. So, uh, and also Prince died this week, too. So, yeah, that was shocking. 57? Yeah, 57. They haven't released the cause of death, have they? No, not yet, but he looked like he had the flu the last couple. Weeks, so uh, maybe he had cancer and didn't know it or something. So, eh. and then last year was not so fucking good either. Oh shit, Prince died without a will. Really? Yep. 
So what's going to happen to all the music license? I don't know. That's fucked up. Michael Jackson was still alive. He'd probably buy it all. It's like he did with the Beatles. Uh, on to NWA. Well, the Crockett Cup had happened. And Scott was supposed to watch it, but I told him there was no point since the show was cut in half. And also, Scott waited until the night to watch it, and it would have took like three fucking hours to watch everything. Paul's got, he's got places to go tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's going somewhere, apparently. <laughs> no, it was just if I knew Scott would be off tomorrow, we would have watched it all together. The, um, I know, I was trying to watch it, and I was like, man, they're cutting all these fucking matches down to highlights. What the fuck? Yeah, well, you have to remember, back then, you had to get everything on the two-hour cassette. That's why they cut everything down. Actually, it looked like um, Sam Houston actually looked like he might have been having an okay match. Yeah. <laughs> Unless those were the three moments of the entire fucking bout. Yeah. He was doing something besides yeah. an arm bar. And, and the one thing that when I watched the whole show that I didn't notice about six matches in, there was no fucking commentary. Yeah, I caught that right off the bat. I was like, I, where I, is I didn't. And the reason why, I, I was like, you know what? The reason why it probably took me so long to fucking notice this is from where I've been watching New Japan. And they have all those row two shows, and there's no fucking commentary on those. Like, oh, that's probably why. Um, if you can actually find these, some of the matches that really fucking pissed me off was you had the Fantastics versus the Fabulous Ones. That match was cut. And you had the um, Tarn. Um, the Fantastics versus Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. That fucking match was cut. Oh, God. That fucking sucked. Yeah. They also cut... Uh, Is there a complete copy of it anywhere? I imagine you can probably find some somewhere. I know who actually does have it. Triple H. It'd be in, in the Titan Towers. They would have them because they would have the, the full tapes, but they're never fucking release them. Triple H might, but uh, the only thing really worth noting was the end of the matches. Uh, the NWA title match was Flair versus Dusty, which, by the way, they cut that. Um, within the first five minutes of the match, Dusty Rose had color. Uh, the end of the match, there was a ref bump. Flair took off Dusty's boot. He laid out Dusty, went out to Baby Doll. She threw the boot into the ring. Uh, Baby Doll, well, Flair. I mean, it was classic fucking finish. Dusty stole the fucking belt. I mean, it was, it was just a fuck finish. It was a DQ finish. So all that build up. I don't. So when they said I don't fucking job in front of seventy thousand people, it was it was they were telling the truth. Nobody fucking job because it was a DQ finish. Dusty hit Flair with the fucking boot, so Dusty got DQ'd. Rick Flair won. And the main event was the Road Warriors versus Magnum and Ron Garvin. 
yeah. it was, was surprising because you had two baby faces going after it, going for the, the main event, which would not happen in 2016. It would be baby face versus Hill. And the way that went ended, I can't exactly remember, but I think Ron Garvin went for the uh, hands of stone. The most boring finish ever. Yeah. And I think it was like animal. And when he hit him, he's, he sold the, the punch, hurt like hell. And an animal like clothesline him or some bullshit. And that was it. I mean, it was a boring fucking shitty finish in the Road Warriors one. I mean, it would have been nice to see the whole fucking show. Which is why I was like, don't even fuck with it. You're wasting your time. So, NWA for April 26, 1986. Holy fucking shit. This was a fucking awesome show. This was Alien Day, the year Alien came out. It's a few months before Aliens came out. I mean, Aliens, the second one. Just say I had to throw it in there. That's why the show's good. Yeah. And it was a date. It's going to matter. It's more important than Election Day. Yeah. This was a violent show full of blood and women beating. I was I was shocked. Scott was what four or five? I was five, I think. Yeah, I was I was five. Then I was probably five and six. A half. Yep. All right, laid it in, Scott. All right, this show. Um, overall, the show was was good. The matches were underwhelming, but the drama and some of the shit that happens, holy cow! Um, to start off with the house show, uh, Magnum TA and Nikita are rolling around, making out really hot and heavy. And they were what? They were doing what? Shirtless. And there was like a trailer handlebar mustache. And it was beautiful. But anyways, no, they were rolling around, beating the shit out of each other. Um, the crowd was really getting into it. And the crowd was flipping out because um, – Crusher was coming up behind him with the crutches and he smacks back of TA upside the skull. And uh, there's no way <laughs> that Magnum TA didn't fucking get hurt. It's impossible. It was a wooden crutch and he fucking, it did not break when it hit him in the head. There was nowhere for that energy to go, but into his fucking skull. He so, did not hit him with the fucking sides like you normally would. He hit him with the fucking handlebar. It just, yeah. Ram. That was fucking rough. So, yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah. So, of course, crowd's all fucking pissed off. But mm-hmm. shit happens. Yeah. No. The um, the promoters are acting like uh, Baby Doll basically died. Yeah, Tony and, and David Crockett. Yeah. Baby so, Doll was hurt by the Midnight Express. They weren't very convincing, even for wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we got a great show tonight. We got we got uh, Jimmy Garvin's here tonight, and we got Wahoo McDaniel, and then Ricky Morton was also hurt by Ric Flair. Jimmy Valiant versus Ken Glover the next. I mean, it's like up and down. Yeah, Jimmy Valiant. I don't know. 
like I said, he was growing on me for a while, but his shtick's old. It got old quick. But he's he fucking over. Fucking ring and twitches, but the fucking crowd fucking loves him. How? So maybe it's just one of those things where he had to be there. Even if I was there, I would not fucking love Jimmy Garvin. I'm Jimmy Jim. Uh, Jimmy Garvin, yeah, I love Jimmy Garvin, but Jimmy Valiant, I don't fucking get it. Even oh, as yeah. a kid, I was like, I, I don't like this old fucker. Yeah, I, I like his theme song as a child. He's just high. That's, I think that's what I think everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. Of course, so. his theme song. If you're watching this with us, which I don't know why, because there's like only forty of you listening to this show. It, they waver between 40 and 52 people. Uh, is a uh, boy from New York City. Yeah. If you don't remember that, if, if you're old like us, it's the ooh, ah, ooh, ah, come on, kitty, talk about the boy from New York City. That was his theme song. And they gave him some old fucking ragtime theme song that they paid probably $20 from from SoundCloud. Or they tried to get away no, with sound, it. Soundhound or where the fuck it was where you, you <laughs> yeah, pay for your royalty rights. And then we go to uh, the Raging Bull, which he also cannot fucking remember Pez Watley's new name. No, and he indirectly threatened to rape Pez. And so he's rock and roll all over his body. Was this the fucking promo where he's like, you can do a lot of things to a man. You can steal his house, steal his car, and you can even take his old lady, but you, you, you don't cut his hair. You don't cut his hair. You don't fuck with his hair, man. You don't fuck with his hair. You know, back yeah. when I had hair, you could probably do that, too. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you can sleep with my wife. I don't care, but just don't fuck with my hair. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, well, just don't mess with my kiss collection. <laughs> I don't have the hair anymore. Just don't fuck with my kiss collection. Yeah, Raging Bull, I mean, he's he's not bad at talking to the crowd. He's just not very interesting to watch. He's the old Southern style. Yeah, Latino Sam Houston. Then you had a house show of uh, Pez beating up George South, trying to cut his hair. I'm sure he yeah. called somebody a hillbilly at some point, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, Jimmy office. Garvin came out to try to make the save. Then they started beating the shit out of him. And then Manny Fernandez and Nighthawk came out. A pair of scissors still floating around there, which is not really safe with these crazy fuckers out there. Some OSHA violations going on. Huh? So there's some OSHA violations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh. The um, Ron Garvin versus Paul Garner. Yep, JJ promo. Oh, the JJ promo. Yeah, yeah. JJ is uh, bringing up the deal that you can't have tape on Ron Garvin's fist, considering the fact that last week he was and he brought up the fact that I want. I, he went to Bob Geigel and said that if you do not have a broken hand, you cannot have your fucking t- fist taped up. It's a fucking weapon. Last week, I had a time limit put on that fucking thing. It's proved now. It's been a week. He hasn't proved it. Take the fucking tape off. Wow. And they actually follow through with the fucking storyline. Unlike on fucking 2016 Raw, where, hey, guess what? Let's bring fucking Shane McMahon back. Wow. It's amazing how that shit happens, huh? 
Yeah. So JJ goes to the ring, tells the referee, the referee fucking enforces it. And there's Ron Garvin with this stupid stone look on his face like, oh. Yeah, he's, I mean. You mean I actually have to wrestle and not use my fist? Yeah, I don't know what to do. So, yeah. so he uses fucking head bunts and, and belly flops <laughs> to win the match. Yeah. Yeah. He wrestles using the word lightly. He wrestles Paul Garner. He wrestles like a fucking five year old. He no, he does. He does backyard wrestling. Yeah. He gives Basically. us a bad name. That's right. He makes our craft look fucking <laughs> amateur. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to fucking Upload our CPW shit and give it to fucking Ron Garvin. Motherfuckers. (laughs) Because I didn't know that they were fucking. It's it's, Drome shouldn't have punched me for real, okay? Promo (laughs) Ron Garvin. I wouldn't have throat punched him. Ron Garvin basically admitted that he was a domestic terrorist. I, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. So apparently during 86. First off, he's a Canadian, and he starts talking about how he's proud to be American. And then there was, he was talking about a raid that, was this, I guess he was talking about when we hit Gaddafi, was this 86? He mentioned something about that, and that was the last I paid attention. And then he's like, well, and there's a lot of people don't like the horsemen, so I'm going to, they might wake up one night, and I'm going to be standing over top of you. And that's like, the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> then we had a promo with the Road Warriors. Hawk is fucking scary. He, he, he's <laughs> also got like the classic makeup on. Yeah, everyone hasn't done his fire makeup the fucking red whatever. Yeah, yeah, he looks like the Hawk we all know and love. Yeah. Uh, Road Warriors versus Jeff Smith and Randy Malky. Randy Malky needs to learn how to do a fucking bump. Yeah. He's going to fucking kill himself doing that fucking back bump to the outside. Holy shit. No mat, no nothing. And he just, I mean, he just blam, just smacked it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know how you do Spider ribs took every bit of that energy. There was was no, he just, he hit flat. He hit flat. You know how you do energy. You know how you do a hip toss? That's what he did, but when he got thrown through the ropes... He did that on the fucking floor, right on the concrete. It's just, and then like, it's like less than a minute later, he's standing right on the fucking apron. This <laughs> is like he's ready to keep beating more. This guy's ready to die for his craft. <laughs> That's the fucking. No wonder everybody loved working with the Malkies. He's just ready to take another beating. What are these fuckers gonna do tonight? I don't know, but let's go see. Huh? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing they didn't have some of the intricate storylines they did in the late nineties. Malky would have got run over by a fucking car yeah. or something. And you have to wonder if the Road Warriors <laughs> walk in there and they's like see Malky on the fucking name billboard and like that poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> or they're sadists and they're like fuck yeah, we'll hurt somebody tonight. Oh yeah, we're working to Malky tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor guy. That's his fault. I wonder if they're still working. Um, I saw the Malky name when I was doing a little bit of research on some of these lesser knowns and this year or late last year, they were on a card somewhere. One of oh, them was shit. at least. 
I want to work one of the Malky brothers. I bet they're fucking job for us. Yeah. I bet you can get them to jump, jump through tables and shit. <laughs> I already have 78. Give me some tables, bitches. <laughs> Flaming yeah. table. I want to do some of that ROH All right. shit. All yeah. right. And then we have... Um, that is for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a house show match um, with the Horsemen uh, minus Oli versus Rock and Roll Express. They were saying it was this was a uh, elimination match on the um, Brian and Vinny show. I didn't hear that part, but it could have been. But um, it went down to Ricky versus um, Flair. So Ricky goes over Flair. Flair is pissed. Arn is in shock. He's like, "What the fuck has happened?" So. The horsemen go into the locker room, and they beat the living shit out of the Rock and Roll Express. Flair takes Ricky and grinds his face into the floor. There is fucking blood splattered everywhere. Ricky's fucking hornswoggle face is just grinding to the face. Oh, it is fucking awesome. Why? Because for 30 fucking years... I remember this. This this takes like what two minutes of time? For thirty Maybe. fucking years, I have remembered this fucking moment of my life. It's fucking awesome. I will not remember a goddamn thing that happened on Raw last week, but I will fucking remember this for the next thirty years of my life if I fucking get that long. I mean, because that horse went back there and just clown stomped the shit out of him, and then you know, Flair, like you say, he was just grinding his face, and there's just you know he cut himself, and there's blood everywhere. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. This is an old school horseman beatdown. You don't see shit like this anymore. Well, and the other thing that was awesome about it, the other thing that was great, well, I've said awesome like 16 times in the last 30 seconds. Um, don't play a drinking game that you'll die. The uh, The thing I liked was we've watched so much of this, there hasn't been any of that backstage drama yeah. like this. Like they haven't had to take the camera back to the locker room and see someone fight. So I thought it was kind of shocking, actually, that it happened. Not that I wanted to all be backstage, <clears throat> WWE, <clears throat> people sitting around chit-chatting. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. yeah, for hours uh, before we see any wrestling. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really, really good. So I can see why it stuck. Yeah. Now I'm six years old. I'm watching this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. And yeah, the horseman took over. That yeah. was that was their house. And I just want to say real quick before I forget, since it is totally Arn and, and uh, Flair, uh, tomorrow on WWE Network, there's going to be a table for three with those three guys. So that might be worth watching. Oh, boy. That does so, sound interesting. So uh, I think it's airs at four o'clock but after that you can watch it anytime on demand so we'll review that next week okay you think, you think Arn anderson when he turns he turns like the michael keaton in the bat suit oh this is his neck because his neck's so fucked up he can't turn saska watley and the baron versus bill tab and lee peak and the thing that fucking pissed me off about this match was david crockett first thing he said rick flair's jealous no, he's fucking not. 
Jealous of who? Ricky Morton. No. Because he has more girls, because all the girls are liking Ricky Morton. No. Little teeny Ricky Morton. This match was what it was. It went way too fucking long. And then you had uh, Paul Jones, Saskia Watley, and the Baron promo. This promo was fucking great until the fucking Baron started talking. Oh, yeah. He... He has no reason to be. He kills it. Yeah. Back, back to the match real quick. There was a superplex, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But the Baron, he has no reason to be out there. When, when these two guys talking, they're fucking great together. The Baron, he's just. He, kill, he kills the mojo. Yeah. I mean, he's. he, he Yeah, he just fucks it up. Yeah. Ric Flair promo. He's a foul obstruction. Yeah. Uh. Flair say that he made an example of Ricky Morton. Uh, what else did he talk about? Well, I got that much out of it, and then the wife wanted to communicate. I was like, "Hey, I'm trying to trying to watch this, and you're speaking." Now, did you tell her since it was? Uh... No, I didn't really say that because she would have killed me. <laughs> since it was Alien Day. Now, Get away from show. my computer, you bitch! Yeah, she gave me an Alien Day. <laughs> she celebrated it with me. She's really gonna celebrate it when she sees the checking account tomorrow. <laughs> and I would have had, and if I could have bought those Reebok Alien Stomper shoes, I would have had a pair. Damn you! Thirty-seven yeah. pairs released in America, and they're already bidding up in the six, seven hundred dollar range on eBay. Crazy. But anyways, back to the. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was this match? Wahoo versus Jim Dawson. This is when David Carlica said uh, Flair's jealous. Yeah. No, he's fucking not. This and- match. This is when we started the whole everybody's trying to beat fucking uh, Magnum TA's record. This match was what? Three seconds? Seven seconds? maybe. Wahoo yeah. went to town. Now, the, just since we're talking about Wahoo and we were going to watch all the Crockett Cup, um, Wahoo chops a guy at the Crockett Cup and finishes him. He chops him and then elbow drops him. And I'm telling you, his elbow lands right in that fucker's nose hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I thought he crushed that guy's face. It was awesome. Yeah. I was like, that guy, is, that guy isn't getting back up. Yeah. But yeah, it was a squash match. While he just walked over this dude and belly smothered him and got the pin. <laughs> then we had a promo with Jimmy Garvin. Um, now, see, this is the thing that pisses me off. Well, well I'll, I'll just go ahead. Uh, Jimmy said that um, he did his research on... Indians that Indians like to do trading. So he pulled out a little gimmick bag and he had a bunch of little trinkets that you could find at uh like Dollar General. I guess back then it, I guess they still had Dollar General back then. Yeah. Um like little two dollar tomahawk plastic Comanche playset. Comanche playsets and shit like that. Yeah, it's very racist, but we all have those as childs. It was it was genius. It was it was fucking funny. It, <laughs> in a racist way, it. but it was fucking funny. Yeah, it was it was had beef it, was, it was one of the best promises I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Ronnie or Jimmy Garvin, excuse me. Jimmy Garvin was made he was put on this earth to talk shit and annoy yeah. people. 
Just his body language makes me want to strangle him. He's yeah. he, he's amazing. There's he no other words for him. Dancing and, and jiggling and jiving. <laughs> I'm just like, sit the fuck still, man. Yeah, but I mean, he just went on and on and on. There's the beef jerky. I ain't gonna touch that stuff, you know. And, you know, he's yeah, all he kind of things sprayed out down here. Here's a little bit for you for, for later on. Yeah, and he's a chunky fucker with a big fucking poodle perm. Yeah, he's fucking bald <laughs> he's as hell. Fucking now. gloves. I mean, he just fucking kills me. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He is great. But the thing that fucking pissed me off is they are less than twenty feet from each other when he got this fucking promo. The ring's right there. Wahoo just had, had his match. They should have had a run in with Wahoo at this point. I mean, what do you do? Walk the opposite way? And then we had. Carbon's right. Fucker's scared of him. Yeah, he's scared of him. Wahoo's scared. Or he's fucking blind. Indian chief can't see shit. I mean, that's what it is. All right. Oh, wow. He didn't age well. Who, Wahoo? No, Jimmy Garvin. Oh, well, yeah, because Wahoo's dead. But uh, yeah, Wahoo's definitely not aging well. Yeah, uh, you didn't watch the uh, Hall of Fame induction? Yeah, I watched it. I mean, I missed parts of it. I guess I missed Jimmy Garvin. I'm assuming he was. Yeah, he the the he was inducted with the um, Freebirds. No, I didn't see the Freebirds induction. Oh, go back and watch that tomorrow sometime. Okay, I'll catch that. Or this week. Then we had the... Um, I'm there to see one man and one man only. No. Well, the Midnight... The Midnight. God, I love to see the Midnight Express inducted in there. But yeah, watch the Freebirds. It'll take about 45 minutes, but it, it's worth it. Then you had the um, the Midnight Express they challenged America's team to come out. Of course, Magnum TA didn't have the balls to come out. And Dusty Rose comes out. And, of course, who is with him? Baby Doll. So Dusty, like a coward, attacks the Midnight Express, who were not even waiting for a challenge. They, they were just standing there. Dusty attacked them first. And then he even hit poor Jimmy Cornette, who was a manager. I mean, what a bully. Just like the Rock and Roll Express. You ever notice this? All the baby faces are assholes. So, after they finally get the jump on Dusty, what happens? That tramp baby doll jumps in the ring and attacks poor Bobby Eaton. Now, Bobby has nothing to do. What, what can Bobby do? He's got a woman on his back. I he's mean, just reacting. He didn't even know he, he had a woman he, on his he, back. There's nothing he can do, so he has to get her off him because she could get hurt. So he yeah. drops her off of his back. And then Jim Cornette wants to be a good guy, and he says, bring her over here to her boyfriend. So he brings her over there to Jim, to uh, Dusty. And... Jim accidentally trips, and the tennis racket hits her in the stomach. Everybody overreacts, and the whole fucking babyface locker room comes out. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. That's, that's, that's what I saw. At this point in time, 
Midnight Express goes over to the commentary slash interview station. This this all happened on Worldwide Wrestling, I think is what it was called. I wish they had this show up there too, because it seems like this is where everything fucking happens. And that's where David Crockett was. David Crockett basically tells Midnight Express to fuck off. And he throws down his his uh his headset and this fucking leaves. Jimmy Cro- Jim Crockett, Jimmy Crockett, uh, Jimmy Cornette says, "Well, good, I'm better off without you and on my own anyway." And he cuts a scathing fucking promo on Dusty Rose, calls a baby doll a, a fat heifer. Um, was it um? Help me out, Scott. What else is going on, Ty? He calls it, he, he, well, it's, it's the wrestling world is not for women, and heck, it's not even for some men. And I mean, they just, yeah. they just railroaded the shit out of them. It was, yeah. it, it was one of the best promos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best, pro- probably the best one I've seen on the show. Yeah, then you had that's saying something because Ric Flair's on there. Eaton was the one that was saying that women don't belong. And then Dennis Condry was saying that Dusty thinks he's that he's a um a cowboy. Yeah. And it was fucking hilarious because uh Dennis Condry's standing there trying to flex his pecs, he's flipping his hair. But I was fucking losing it watching him try to flare his chest up. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean they just the arrogance that those those three men can sell. Yeah. And Jim Cornette's ability to just get you fired up. He what the best promo on the show so far. Yeah. And they were they what well, they talked for twenty seconds. Just rah, 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 and it was yeah, over. But it was great. about two minutes because the whole time they were trying to get Baby Doll out of the ring. Yeah, you're right. It was a good it was longer than that. But man, they were just it didn't seem like it because it was just great. It was they're, just they're heat magnets. Dare I say awesome. That 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 was their whole job. I've never seen except maybe Rick Rude, anybody more committed to making people hate them. Yeah. They were wow. a great tag team. Yeah, they're fantastic. And I didn't like Condry at first when we started doing this, but man, he is he's he, that's why. Because he did his job. Yeah. And and I got caught up in it again, even though I know better all these years later. <laughs> <laughs> and that fucker got me to hate him. <laughs> Knowing that that was his job was so normally I don't hate any of them. Yeah, either they're good at what they do or they don't, but I don't really hate any of them. No, I actually hated a wrestler for the first time since like 1999. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, this guy made me hate him. Thank you, Dennis Condry. Yeah, promo with Magnum and Dusty. Uh, Dusty turns into the world's biggest feminist. Oh, and he was laying over baby doll and he was crying. And yeah, she just but, laid there. The, the world can't survive without women. A man yeah. needs a woman they, behind they him. They put on this earth to have babies, and she she didn't think she could have babies for a couple hours. Yeah. It's like, woo. Yeah. Women were put on this earth to have babies. Is, 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 <laughs> wait, what? Wait. Was, what, yeah. What? what? Did, did, wait, isn't, is this the same Dusty Road who a couple months ago was like, uh, she don't belong to you. She belongs to me. And now he's like the world's biggest feminist. What the fuck, Dusty? Yeah, he needs to make his mind up. He's confusing at, me. At least Magnum cut up like a promo that if you were a woman, you can get behind. He's yeah. like, you know, me and 
and baby doll we didn't always get along we've had our dust-ups when she was with with tully i mean but now now she's proved to me that that i can i can trust in her and that she's behind me 100 percent or some bullshit like that and dusty and the what what we're not looking for is revenge we're not looking for the belts what we're looking for is a good old ass kicking yeah why is dusty allowed to cuss Oh yeah, he's he's the booker. He's the boss. Rock and Roll Express versus Ron Rossi and Bob Owens. Quick Rock squash. and Roll Express wins. Promo of Jim Cornette. Uh, uh Jim Cornette brought fucking heat again. Yeah, he repeated a lot of the same not the same verbiage so much, but basically along the same message. And he basically said, you know, he would he would deal with he would Beat baby doll anywhere or something like that. Yeah, he's oh, threatening to hit her again. And oh, 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 baby doll, she might not be able to have kids. Boohoo. <laughs> yeah. And David Crockett refused to talk to. Yeah, he just is like. Cornette. And then Jim Cornette's like, "Good, I do better without you out here, anyways." Yeah. He's probably right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Tony's funny. Now it's my job to actually be out here, but he refused to talk to you. Oh, good. Midnight Express versus Rocky King and George South. This would. Why could this fucking match not be ten minutes as opposed to the fucking uh, complete squashes, the the raging fucking bull match, or, or the or any other midnight match for the last two months where they just beat the shit out of somebody and not stopped. And the best part was when uh, <laughs> Bob Eaton was was holding up the high fives. Like, see now, you see that. He's asking asking for the high five. He's gonna come out there and give you a high five, and you will give him a high five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rocky King got a little bit of offense in. He's this been gone have, for a while. This could have been a good fucking match if they would actually gave them the fucking time. It, it, yeah, these two guys that weren't bad workers. Oh, no, um, those are two of your best fucking jobbers. Yeah, and uh, but it just hit me that I hadn't seen Rocky King on the show in a little while. Yeah. Um, promo the Rock and Roll Express. Um, I don't even know what was going on, but Flair fucked up <laughs> Ricky Morton. <laughs> yeah, bandages all over the place, and I mean, he face literally looked like nasty abrasions. That's what happens when you get your face grinded in the floor, and nobody wants. That's what Flair was saying as an early promo. Nobody wants to fucking go to bed with Ricky Morton. When he looks like that, but everybody still wants to be with the champ. That's right. Uh, Tully Blanchard versus Mike Simani. Um, this match went about nine seconds. And usually Tully works. But everybody's wanting to beat uh, Magnus' record. Well, I think still about six seconds shy. I think it, this because where I think it was the uh, the angle with uh, Dusty. It's probably why it's went so short. Everybody's yeah. matches. Uh, promo with the Russians. It was what it was. TV title match. Arn versus Gene Legion. Um, Arn worked the arm bar and went over Gene. And then you had a promo with the Horsemen, which is something that hopefully you're going to start seeing a lot more as you see all the Horsemen together. And... Uh, JJ told uh, Tony, basically, get the fuck out. I'm going to do your job because I do it better than you anyway. And he fucking did. And the horseman 
covered all of their feuds. They talked about sleeping with women, and they got themselves over. Yep. And that's all you fucking do. I mean, that's just what they do. All in all, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, it's a good show. But the wrestling was a little down, but there was there was some good stuff. The uh, promos and all that stuff were spot on. It's getting better. Well, last week you had half your half your um, roster was gone, so so I told you some good shit was coming with Ricky Morton, little bastard. It finally happened. Well, that's it. Uh, next week we will do the uh, we'll watch the uh, Ricky Morton, not Ricky Morton, but the um, table for three. So that's it. Thank you and good. Oh wait, when is um Civil War? Is it this week or next week? Is it May third? Um. America Civil War. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Okay. May 5th. May 5th. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that will lift the. Uh, yeah, we need to go see that. Counted. Yeah, we need to go see that. Okay. So I'll go see Civil War, people. I know what I'm doing next weekend. Yeah. We watch Batman versus Superman again. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to spoil Civil War or not. I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, I'll probably go see it Tuesday. So. I figure they'll kill Captain America, and then Falcon will start to pick the. Um, Bucky, Bucky, Bucky will do it. No, 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 no. Falcons will pick the shield up. And then um, Sam Jackson's going to roll in, give him a pink slip, and they're going to give the shield to the white guy. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. He's going to pick up the shield, and he's going to take a white washcloth and start wiping it down. <laughs> and he'll wipe the hand grips first, or his pocket touched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Hollywood, come on. All right. Thanks for listening. We've offended all of you. Goodbye. That's right. Bye. <laughs>